Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Shanae O'Connor, Tori Kelly, Kevin Spacey, Doja Cat, Pete Davidson, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, hon. What you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No. I'm asking a question. Like what? Hey, Bobo. Do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. to another edition of Bass Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number 1, that's 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Also like us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Radio. Follow us on Twitter at bestentertain1, that's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, that's stiletto, like the shoe. S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O And the number 14 You can also follow me on Instagram At T Jones Gibbs That's T-J-O-N-E-S G-I-B-B-S Right now the current temperature in the NY Is a hot and humid 94 degrees Before I get started with the show today I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners out there Thank you for once again For hanging out with me And joining me here this afternoon So how is everyone doing? I hope everyone is staying cool outside here in New York for the next three days. It looks like uh, it's going to be a scorcher. Uh, We're under a heat advisory uh, where the temperature says 94, but it will feel like 103 degrees. So that said, make sure that you check on your elderly family members or neighbors And also, don't forget your pets, because they can be affected by this heat as well. And if if you don't have an air conditioner or AC unit, uh, here I know in New York City there are these cooling centers throughout the city. So all you have to do is just call 311 for uh, those locations. So uh, it's been crazy the last time we have spoke. Uh, you know, for the past week, we just uh, lost uh, another great actor, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, great singer, Tony Bennett. 
Uh, he passed away in his 90s. And uh, also, for the first time, we got to uh, hear about Jamie Foxx, who went on his social media and talked about his ordeal, his health ordeals, talk, talking about what he had been through hell and bad. But he still didn't give the specific of what was the cause of him having this medical emergency. So we still don't know about that. But uh, but we're glad that he finally came on and communicated with family and friends and fans throughout the world because it was touch and go for a moment. That's the way he described it. And uh, he's so glad that he's back. And he admitted that emotionally he didn't want people to see him with these tubes coming out of his body. He wanted to be the guy who... He, he wants everybody to know him as the funny Jamie Foxx, the clown, the comedian, the jokester, you name it. But it's glad that he's looking better and he's feeling good and, um, you know, he has a, a, a movie that he's promoting. So uh, good for Jamie. But uh, everybody is talking about the weather. Um, you might as well play the song. That's right. The heat wave is no joke out here. Uh, for the next couple of days here in New York, we're going to be under a heat wave advisory, 90, three days, 90 degrees or above. So make sure that you're staying cool. Again, check on elderly neighbors and friends, your pets. Again, if you need uh, to stay cool, Call 311 here in the New York City area for those cooling centers. This week we're going to be talking about uh, Sinead O'Connor, you know, the acclaimed Irish singer who she's known for such hits as Nothing Compared to You. Well, she just passed away. She was 56 years old. Uh, Sinead O'Connor has had a very controversial uh, career, uh, she uh, was on SNL several years ago where she had a picture of the Pope. Uh, Pope, uh, 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 at the time, uh, she was very adamant about the conditions of the Catholic Church, and she had a picture of the Pope, and she ripped it up on live television for millions to see, and it had cost her her career. But according to her, it was something that she felt compelled to do. So we're going to remember the life and times of acclaimed Irish singer Sinead O'Connor. Also this week, talking about health, we um, singer uh, Tori Kelly, uh, she has broken her silence. Uh, she was hospitalized this past weekend after she had uh, blood clots. Uh, that was found in her legs and in her lungs. Well, her husband was nice enough to keep us posted on her condition, but she's doing well. And now she came on her social media and expressed all the love that her fans have given her friends and family and support. So she has something to say about how she's doing. And Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey has been cleared of all charges after a four-week trial in London on claims of sexual assault. I'll tell you uh, the latest. And Doja Cat, once again, has appeared to have been ditched by a number of her followers. That's right. She's um, She doesn't want to acknowledge her fans. Uh, she lost. Uh, because of what she said to her fans, she has lost a lot of followers on her social media. Uh, she don't want people. Uh, I think her fans are called kittens, kittens with a Z. And she don't even want. She lashed out on her own fan base, which doesn't make any sense. But we're going to be talking about her this week. And comedian Pete Davidson will be required to perform 50 hours of community service after crashing his car into a Beverly Hills home in March. And I'll tell you where he's serving his community service. So that's just the beginning of the show. So let's get started. Um, Again, acclaimed Irish singer Sinead O'Connor, known for her hits such as Nothing Compared to You, which was originally a Prince song, she redid it. And 
for shredding a photo of the Pope while hosting Saturday Night Live. She has passed away. She was 56 years old. The cause of death was not immediately given. The singer had lost her son, Shane, to suicide in January of 2022, after which he was briefly hospitalized following a string of tweets in which she said she plans to follow her son. Now, in one of her last posts on social media dated July 6, 17, O'Connor expressed her ongoing grief over the death of her son. O'Connor was raised Catholic but converted to Islam in 2018, and in her Twitter bio, she referred to herself as an amateur theology student. She was born in Dublin, Ireland on December 8, 1966. Her name was Sinead Marie Bernadette O'Connor and was named after an Irish author, Sinead de Valera and St. Bernadette. She was deemed a delinquent at 15 years of age for uh, troncy and shoplifting. O'Connor was sent for 18 months to a Madeleine Asylum, a reform school run by the Catholic Church. Now, now O'Connor would later claim she was severely abused as a child, particularly by her mother, and attribute her time at the school as instrumental in her development as an artist. Now, while her first album, 1987, The Lion and the Cobra, was moderately successful in the U.K. and earned her a Grammy nod, it wasn't until her second album, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got, that O'Connor would reach international stardom. She went on to release 10 studio albums during her decade-long career. Her fame cover of Prince, Nothing Compared to You, was named the number one world single at the inaugural Billboard Music Awards in December of 1990. The song also garnered O'Connor several Grammy nominations and won Video of the Year at the MTV Video Music Awards. And in 1991, Rolling Stone named her Artist of the Year. However, O'Connor boycotted the 1991 Grammy Awards on grounds that they primarily rewarded material games more than artistry. And early this year, O'Connor received a standing ovation at the RTE Choice Music Award while receiving the first ever award for classic Irish album for I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got. And she dedicated this award to each and every member of Ireland's refugee community, which was noted by the Irish Times who first reported her death. Now, O'Connor notoriously tore up a photo of Pope John Paul II during a 1992 appearance on Saturday Night Live, calling it a protest against widespread allegations of child abuse in the Catholic Church, besagging the public revelation by about a decade. And while much of the world saw the move as a career killer, O'Connor saw the opposite. She would later write in her memoir called Rememberings that was having a an end that was having a number one song that threw her career off track and the photo shredding is what pulled put it back. And she told the New York Times in twenty twenty one saying, quote, I'm not sorry I did it. It was brilliant. But it was very traumatizing. It was open season on treating me like a crazy bee, unquote. She expounded on that in the 2022 Showtime documentary on her life and art, Nothing Compares It. And it was just a shock to her to become a pop star. And that's what she said in the film. She said, it was not what I wanted. I just wanted to scream. O'Connor is surviving, survived by her remaining three children, Jake Reynolds, who's 36, Rosen Waters, who's 27, and uh, uh, Yeshua, uh, who's 16, and her 8-year-old grandson. So she will be truly missed. She, was, she definitely will be truly missed. Uh, Tori Kelly has broken her silence following a report that she had been hospitalized for blood clots after collapsing on Sunday night. Now, sharing an update on her health with fans on social media on Thursday, the 30-year-old singer revealed she had a scary few days in a handwritten letter she uploaded to Twitter and Instagram. Now, this is what she said on social media. She said, quote, Hi, friends. As you may have heard, I'm dealing with some unexpected health challenges. It's been a scary few days, but I can feel your prayers, and I can't stop thinking about you. I'm so grateful for the amazing doctors and nurses who have been looking after me, unquote. Now, confirming her 
condition has improved. She said that she's feeling stronger now and she's hopeful, but unfortunately there's still some things to uncover. Uh, she also went on to reveal that despite her health struggles, she will be releasing her new EP, Tori, on Friday. Now, the, she was uh, she was due to perform at the Roxy Theater in Los Angeles on the day of her EP release. Uh, Kelly breaking her silence comes after her husband, Andre Morello, posted on her Instagram story on Wednesday to share an update of his wife's condition amid her health scare. Uh, this is what he said. He said, quote, Tori is smiling again and feeling stronger. Not out of the woods, but we see the sun, just waiting on a few more answers, unquote. He also said that the love and kindness have been overwhelming. Thank you so much, with a heart emoji. On Monday, TMZ reported that the Nobody Loves singer fainted after her heartbeat quickened, quitting out, uh, while out for dinner with friends in downtown L.A., and sources told the outlet that Kelly was out for a while and her condition was really serious. She was also reportedly in and out of conscience. According to the outlet, following her collapse, Kelly's friends transported her to Cedar sinai Medical Center for treatment where doctors found blood clots around her lungs and legs. Now, back in March, the singer-songwriter chatted with people to discuss Missing You, her first new solo single in nearly three years, and when fans could expect to see her on tour. Kelly stared, uh, she starred on a, a American Idol in 2010, and she released her debut album, Unbreakable Smile, five years later. She scored hits with Nobody Love and Should Have Been Us and won two Grammys in 2019. Right now, we uh, have 16 minutes after your hour. If you, if you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Again, if you like the show and you want to know more about what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you can't, if you don't have that kind of time because the show is one hour, you don't have that kind of time to commit for an hour, you can always go back and listen to the show. Uh, uh, we have The show is recorded on an archive, so you can always go back, listen to it later, right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can also listen to it on the Facebook page and the Twitter page if you can't listen to the show in its entirety. Uh, Oscar winner actor Kevin Spacey has been clear of all charges after a four-week trial in London on claims of sexual assault. The Hollywood star had tears in his eyes as the jury at Southwark Crown Court found him not guilty of seven counts of sexual assault and two counts of other serious sexual offenses. The allegation covered a period between 2004 and 2013 when Spacey served as an artistic director at the Old Vic Theater in the British capital. He pleaded not guilty to all of the charges. Now, Spacey thanked the jury after it cleared him following 12 hours and 26 minutes of deliberation across three days. Today, uh, yesterday actually uh, marked his 64th birthday. Uh, in a brief statement to reporters outside the court shortly after the verdict, Spacey said he was humbled. The actor finished his statement by thanking court staff and his legal team. Now, Spacey has won two Academy Awards for his role in The Usual Suspects and American Beauty. He has returned to acting in recent years after leaving House of Cards. The actor starred in the Netflix series for five seasons before being fired in 2017 over allegations of misconduct on and off the set. Doja Cat uh, appeared to have been ditched by a number, big numbers of her followers a few days after she lashed out at her fans for naming her fan base kittens with a Z. The Kiss Me More songstress was reported to have lost more than 230,000 followers on Instagram. Woo! The total number of followers that the 27-year-old lost was shown through figures which were created by social media analyst company CrowdTangle and were obtained by Billboard. It exposed that she lost 237,758 followers on Instagram. 
Now, in the past 30 days, the Get Into It rapper has also nearly lost 300,000 followers on the social same social media platform. And as of Tuesday, July 25th, she had a total of 25.7 million Instagram users following her account. Now, Twitter users have since voiced their thoughts over the significant drop in Doja's Instagram followers. And in the reply section of a tweet about Doja followers, one suggested that, okay, celebs, what have we learned this week from Doja Cat and Miranda Lambert? Stop disrespecting your fans or you won't have any left to disrespect. And then another person joined in saying, quote, when she apologized for her behavior, no one needs to forgive her. She was serious about her tweet. And then a third person said, quote, never liked her since day one and never will. To me, she's a hybrid of a a lot of artists and nothing unique. Now she's showing her true colors. And then a fourth person said they aren't her fans. They seem to be, this person went on to say that, the, that these celebrities, they seem to be entitled brats, and they're upset that their parasocial delusions were stopped because they asked a question and didn't get the answer they wanted. Don't look to celebrities who don't know you for your validation, unquote. Now, just a few days earlier, Doja lashed out at her fans for naming her fandom kittens. And over the weekend, uh, July 22nd to July 23rd, she wrote in a sense-deleted thread, this is what she said, and I'm going to give you the exact quote. She said, my fans don't name themselves shit. If you call yourself a kitten or an effing kitten, that means you need to get off your phone and get a job and help your parents with the house, unquote. She also damned one of her fans crazy for using her government name as their username. And this is what she said to this fan. She said, quote, you making my government name your SN is creepy as F. She told her fans whose screen name is Amela Zandil Leonmi. Now, I remember telling you guys back in May that Doja Cat was changing her whole uh, persona as an artist. You know, she was this, I guess you can say, this pop diva who made it big, successful singles back-to-back, and she said in May that she didn't know why, she didn't know why, she said she didn't know why her fans liked her to that level, why uh, she felt that it, she, how can I say, she felt that her fans were ignorant, stupid, and dumb. This is what she said now for buying into that kind of music that she put out. In other words, she has this new, she's changing her whole persona. Instead of, uh, you know, she was singing all these pop songs, she's now going into R&B, rap, because now she feels this uh, musical freedom to do whatever she wants because she felt like she was trapped. Now, I understand that you feel trapped when it comes to your creativity, but as far as your fans go, you would be nothing without those fans buying your music. You would be not winning those awards if it wasn't for your fans. And and, and let let me say this out here. These celebrities forget that if it wasn't for their fans, they wouldn't be nobody. And I think they forget that. They think that, yeah, you got your own merit on your own talent, but it's your fan, your fan base that could make you or break you. So I'm not surprised that a lot of her fans say, I'm not following her. And I always feel that, you know, don't get mad at her. Just get even. Don't buy her music. Don't go to her concert. Don't show up to any of her performances. And she will, hopefully she will understand or get it. You're nothing with your fans, Doja. And, and I don't understand why you don't understand that because, and then you treat your fans and you're cursing them out and you're talking to them all crazy. 
You think you're going to have fans coming to your show after that? And just like a couple of weeks ago, Miranda Lambert, uh, she was at she, she had a show, and she she stopped the music because two women in the front row were taking selfies. So she just stopped the music altogether and said, "Hey." You guys, these two ladies up in the front row, I'm not going to continue with my music because you don't have the respect of giving me respect while I'm performing. You're up here doing your selfie. And a lot of people was like, what? Some people walked out because they didn't like the way she was talking to them. Like, I mean, and some people agreed with her, like, hey, you came to the concert, you spent all this money to see a show. You're not here to be taking photos and selfies. But I think these artists forget, you know, it's so funny. Um, my husband said there's a saying where don't idolize these people, these celebrities, because when you do meet them, you end up being Disappointed, and this is a true story. Uh, my husband was a big fan of Dizzy Gillespie. Met him for the first time. Was up there getting ready to shake his hand, and he tells my husband, "Oh, you can't be uh, here. You got to be. You got to go to the back of the line." Instead of saying, "Hey, thank you. I appreciate you," regardless, he came up there to try to shake your hand to tell you I'm a big fan. You're gonna say, "Go to the back of the line." My father, my my husband, sorry, my husband said he was no longer a fan after that. So you know, you celebrities are forgetting whether you're a singer, an artist, a songwriter, a musician, an actor. Your fans are what make who you are, and that that's very important. Uh, right now we have here uh, 26 minutes uh, after the hour uh, coming up. Uh, we have here, oh, we got a good one here coming up. Uh, we have uh, comedian Pete Davidson. He's going to be required to perform 50 hours of community service. I'll tell you where he's performing this community service. Uh, Beyonce mother Tina Knowles is calling it quit from her husband and actor Richard Lawson. Also, Ariana Grande's new boyfriend is filing for a divorce from his estranged wife to be with her. And uh, three times may be the charm for Hulk Hogan. I'll tell you what that's about. And Lakeith Stanfield is officially off the market. And after dominating the box office and breaking records, Barbie uh, Mattel has officially arrived in Hollywood. And Dan Aykroyd said that when he's dead and gone, he wouldn't mind if an AI took his place in an upcoming movie. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't you dare go anywhere. Then put it on the floor. I don't know what y'all been 
featuring Cardi B and put it on the floor again. And uh, speaking of Lotto, congratulations. She and John Cook from BTS got the number one song in the country called Seven. And also later on in the show, you remember what I was telling you guys about this, this trend going around where uh, – uh, fans are attending concerts of their favorite artists and throwing stuff on the stage. Well, Lotto is the latest uh, that got a uh, throwing object uh, to her, and uh, she definitely wasn't too happy about it, and I'll tell you what she did later on in the show. Uh, before we went to the uh Music break. I was telling you that uh, comedian Pete Davidson, he's going to be required to perform 50 hours of community service after crashing his car into a Beverly Hills home in March. Uh, Davidson avoid jail time after reaching the deal with prosecutors. Uh, Davidson, who's now 29, was driving with actress Chase Sue Wonders on the night of March 4 when he allegedly lost control and his Mercedes-Benz struck a fire hydrant and a home at a high rate of speed, damaging the resident and the vehicle. Now, no one was injured and no arrest was made. Investigators also said that no drugs or alcohol were involved. And in June, nearly three months after the incident, Davidson was charged with reckless driving and faced the possibility of a 90-day sentence, a $1,000 fine, and points on his license. Later that month, Davidson entered rehab to treat battle borderline personality disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder. And according to TMZ, Davidson entered a diversion program in July that did not require him to plead guilty or no contest. He'll need to perform 50 hours of community service here in New York and plans to do so at the FDNY. Now, Davidson's father, Scott Davidson, was an FDNY firefighter who died in the 9-11 attacks. Now, Davidson must also attend traffic school and attend a scare straight presentation at a morgue to see victims of reckless driving. And this is according to Yahoo News. As a first-time offender, Davidson reportedly paid a small fine, too, and the charge will clear him from his criminal record 18 months after he completes the required actions. Now, Davidson was a cast member on Saturday Night Live for eight seasons and has starred in a number of films and TV series, including the semi-biographical King of, of Staten Island and Bumpkiss. 
Tina Knowles is calling it quits with husband Richard Lawson. The mom of Grammy-winning musician Beyonce Knowles reportedly filed for divorce from the actor on Wednesday, July 26th, ending their eight year of marriage. And according to a new legal doc obtained by TMZ, Tina cited irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split. She additionally listed the date of separation as Tuesday, July 25th. Now, in the document, Tina, who tied the knot with Richard in April 2015 after dating for two years, asked the court to terminate the court's ability to award spousal support to her or Richard. She also asked to revert her name back to Celestine Knowles after changing it to Celestine Lawson when she married Richard. While Tina has two daughters, Beyonce and Solange, with first husband Matthew Knowles, she has no kids with Richard. And prior to the divorce news, Eagle Eye fans believed that the pair had quietly separated. They noticed that the 69-year-old might hint at the split by changing her Instagram bio from Tina Knowles Lawson to Tina Knowles dropping Richard's last name. And not stopping there, Tina didn't seem to join Richard, who had been promoting his new movie, Black Terror, worldwide. The actor attended film festivals such as the Essence Festival and Cannes Film Festival solo without Tina by his side. Further fueling the split speculations, Richard had been spotted without his wedding ring on several occasions. The now exes additionally skipped making their yearly heartfelt social media posts to celebrate their wedding anniversary. Uh, neither Tina nor Richard has commented on the divorce report. Ariana Grande's new boyfriend is filing for divorce from his estranged wife. Ethan Slater, the, the, the uh, star of the SpongeBob SquarePants Broadway musical, filed the documents Wednesday intended to separate from his wife, Lily J. This is according to TMZ. Slater and Jay were reportedly high school sweethearts who married in 2018 and have one son together. While it's unknown what Slater listed as the reason for the divorce, it doesn't come as a complete surprise as stories have been swirling about Slater's new romance with pop star Grande after the two met on the set of Wicked. Now, according to TMZ, sources close to Jay have shared that she is heartbroken and feel as though Slater had essentially abandoned his young family. And a source close to Slater and Grande's relationship was quoted as saying, it's understandable that emotions are high and it's hard seeing your ex move on, especially in such a public way, and her friends are trying to protect her. Now, Grande was reported to be in the process of divorcing her own husband, Dalton Gomez, just last week. The couple was said to be having issues even before she left to film the Wicked adaptation and met Slater. Slater and Grande have not been seen out together since last week when their relationship became public. They have reportedly been together, though, for the past several months. And three may be the, the charm for Hulk Hogan. The 69-year-old wrestling superstar announced his plans to marry for a third time. In a since-deleted Instagram story, Hogan revealed he asked 45-year-old yoga instructor Sky Daly to be his wife. Now, Hogan and Daly began dating early in 2022 following his split from Jennifer McDaniel, his second wife of 11 years. Hogan married McDaniel in December of 2010 after nearly three years of dating, but filed for divorce in 2021. And according to TMZ, the WWE icon had to buy McDaniel a car as part of their settlement. Prior to dating McDaniel, Hogan had been married to his first wife, Linda, since 1983. They shared two adult children, Brooke and Nick. They family starred together in a reality show called Hogan Knows Best, which aired on VH1 from 2005 to 2007, the same year the couple filed for divorce. And actor Lakeith Stanfield is officially off the market. The Atlanta star has married model Kashmir Trice and revealed they have welcomed a new baby. The couple exchanged vows in a private ceremony, according to People, which public exclusive photos on Wednesday. Although uh, details about the nuptial has been kept under wraps, and Stanfield and Trice opened up about the new addition to their family. And this is what the couple, uh, this is what they shared. They said, quote, there's life before being a parent, and then there's life being a parent. It completely changes. Um, 
Stanfeld, who already has two daughters under the age seven from a previous relationship, the couple is keeping the name and gender of their child private. Now, just hours after the couple announced their engagement on December 30th, artist Tyler Hurd came forward alleging that the Knives Out actor was concealing the fact that he fathered her daughter, Apollo. And after uh, dominating the box office and breaking records with Barbie, Mattel has officially arrived in Hollywood. In 2018, after a uh, tumultuous period of declining toy sales, Mattel brought in a new CEO, businessman, non-Chris, who had a vision to turn the story toy company into an IP-driven machine and essentially creating a Mattel cinematic universe. Now with the immense success of Barbie, the path is clear for Mattel to make whatever they want, and they already have a ton of projects in the works with A-listing partners attached. With dozens of children toys on their film slate, 14 Mattel properties are in active development, including Barney, Polly Pocket, Thomas and Friends, and American Girl. And, of course, the door is also wide open for Barbie's sequel, uh, director Greta Good, Good, Gerwig has said that uh, she's not thinking about a follow-up at this time, saying at the moment it's all I've got, but after the Margot Robbie starring Hot Pink Fantasia has grossed an astonishing $380 million worldwide in its first five days in the theaters, it is a safe bet that Mattel and Warner Brothers will want more. So, um, you know, uh, in North America, uh it has became the biggest debut movie ever for a movie directed by a woman, solo or otherwise. And the solo crown purely belonged to Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman, which started off with 103.3 million domestically in 2017. Meanwhile, Anna Bolden and Ryan Fleck, who did Captain Marvel, previously held the record when it opened to 153 million in 2019. The Margot Robbie starring flick also set the biggest three-day opening for a movie based on a toy eclipsing Transformers Dark of the Moon at $115.9 million and Warner's bigger, biggest opening for a non-DC pick of War a Sequel. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Internationally, um, Barbie had... <coughs> Excuse me. She has attracted a large audience as it's, um, as it scored the biggest opening ever. And according to this, um, other markets like Mexico, Brazil, Australia, it's had the biggest showing for the studio since the pandemic. Um the major markets, Mexico, 22.3 million, Brazil, 15.9 million, Australia, 14.6, the U.K. led with 22.9 million for the biggest showing. Uh, entering the weekend, Barbie arrived together with Open, uh, Oppenheimer, but the two seemingly different outer-driven blockbusters have since complemented each other as uh, audiences refuse to choose between the two and offers attend same-day viewings of both films. Now, the Christopher Nolan direct biopic also came in well ahead of expectations with approximately $80.5 million. The massive successes of the two new releases pushed Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, to the fourth place. Uh, it's down a steep 64% to an estimated $19.5 million for a domestic total of $118.8 million. And Sound of Freedom also losses its two spots to number four with an estimated $20.1 million, while uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny stumbled four, four to five with approximately $6.7 million. Dan Aykroyd thinks he will be included in a Ghostbuster sequel after he dies. The 71-year-old actor got his big break after playing scientist Ray Stance in 1984 Ghostbusters and is currently filming a follow-up to his spinoff movie, Afterlife, in the U.K., and said he would be happy with a posthumous appearance in the franchise as long as his family get paid. Dan's friend and Ghostbuster co-star Howard Ramis, who died in 2014, and play uh, Egon Spengler in the movie was brought back as a ghost using computer technology for Ghostbuster Afterlife. In other words, like they use like some kind of form of AI. 
and the actor came up with the movie based on his own fascination with ghosts and originally wanted his old pal John Belushi to co-star with him before the wild living comic was killed by a drug overdose at the age of 33 in 1982. Dan and the original cast, which include Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Rick Moranis, returned for a 1989 sequel. So in other words, he's open to E.I. If he passed away, as long as his family get paid, he's good. Right now, we have 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go go take another music break. And when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere.
That was Mitchell Booming, ASAP Rocky, and Rosie. Am I dreaming from the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack? Right now we have here uh, 10 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Harrison Ford, a stunt double, set himself on fire during the SAG after ongoing strike, telling studios to pay attention to actors' concerns as they picket alongside the Writers Guild. Now, Mike Massa initiated the 18-second display Monday at a rally in Georgia in support of actors who began striking on July 14 amid failed contract negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represents studios and streamers. In a nod of the risk he had, he and other performers take on for their jobs, the 55-year-old stunt double said he wants the AMPTP to look at the risk and on uh, and an individual took just to stand on stage and go, "Hey, look, we're fighting for our rights, and we want you to pay attention to us and believe in us." Lapal recruited the Atlanta-based Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny stuntman last week to set himself on fire during one of the rallies, which Massa had yet to attend. The stunt entails using a blowtorch after pouring fuel over the six layers of clothing Massa was sporting and administrating fire-resistant gel to protect his exposed skin and hair. In addition to better compensation and working conditions, actors are concerned about the changes brought about by streaming, such as marketing low residuals and the advent of AI. And by joining the writers who have been picketing since early May, the strike has essentially put a pause on Hollywood. The annual Jeopardy! Tournament of Champions has been delayed indefinitely after former champions announced their intent to stand in solidarity with the Writers Give of America amid a strike for fair wages. Sony Picture Television announced Tuesday that they should sh- would that the show would be postponed. The milestone season 40 will continue as it's set to air on September 11, relying on material from former seasons. The popular game show has been on air for 39 seasons with Guild Riders pending the tricky brain teasers. The annual fan favorite tournament of champions typically film in August and September, but now it's not set to tape until after the strike has been resolved. Entertainment Tonight is undergoing layoffs with the entertainment news show cutting less than 10% of its staff. A staff-wide Zoom was held on Wednesday afternoon when employees learned of a small uh, restructuring of staff. Sources close to the show tell uh, Variety. Entertainment Tonight has rid much of its digital programming over the past few months, so the layoffs layoffs are described as right-sizing of staffing needs and nothing more per an individual familiar with the situation. Less than 20 employees were laid off, but this individual says the show is not facing a mass layoff by any means and still has a large staff. A spokesperson for Entertainment Tonight declined to comment. Now, some staff members from Entertainment Tonight took to social media to share news on Wednesday that they had had been laid off. The head of graphics and post-production supervisor were among those laid off. In addition to producer, digital writers, and the photo team, Variety um, hears that two ET correspondent contracts were not renewed. Entertainment Tonight is hosted by Kevin Frazier and Michelle Turner, who will continue to host the show. E.T. is the longest-running syndicated news magazine on television, having aired for over 40 years. And the official trailer for Netflix documentary, uh, documentary, Ladies First, A Story of Women in Hip-Hop, has a lot of fans in an uproar. When the promo video released on Tuesday, the clip showed no sign of Nicki Minaj or Missy Elliott. Many took the social media sounding off about the docs allegedly not including two of hip-hop's most reversed, no, most revered uh, trendsetters. Now, the preview does feature a plethora of other high-profile artists from today and of the past, including Queen Latifah, MC Light, Roxanne Shante, Ice Spice, Saweetie, and Lotto. And according to a tweet from Pop Craze podcaster Sean Allen, who is involved with the project, alleged that Minaj and Elliot both wouldn't license their music or video to the documentary. The claim could possibly be a reason why neither is featured in the trailer, but it doesn't entirely mean that they're not mentioned in the doc. 
The four-part Netflix Strong Black Lead Program is a timely, limited doc series that recontextualizes the irrepressible women of hip-hop and their roles in the genres 50 years by reinserting them into the canon where they belong, at the center from day one to present day. That's what the rundown reads. Within each installment, FMCs from all eras will be highlighted, including uh, Cash Doll, Tierra Wack, City Girls, Lil' Kim, Young M.A., Glorilla, Trina, Remy Ma, The Brat, Rhapsody, and including Shah Rock and Roxanne Chante give insights as well. Ladies First premieres August 9th on Netflix. Dave Chappelle is hitting the road this fall, setting two New York City dates for the kickoff of his 2023 comedy tour. The multi-city Dave Chappelle live comedy jolt will open at Madison Square Garden on August 22nd and August 23rd, produced by Live Nation. The tour goes on to include stops in Detroit, New Orleans, and Nashville, concluding in early October at the United Center in Chicago. Pre-sale tickets already went on sale, while the general sales begins uh, today, actually, July 27th at 10 a.m. and at, at through uh, Ticketmaster. In recent years, the 49-year-old funny man has become a lightning rod with the LGBTQ plus community for what many dim as anti-trans views. Now, Chappelle's 2021 Netflix special, The Closer, sparked a social media firestorm and led to employees walking out, firing, and resignation at the streaming platform. The controversy even forced CEO Ted uh, Sarandos to issue an I Screw Up admission about how he handled the fallout. Last July, a popular Minneapolis concert venue pulled the plug on a sold-out show just hour before Chappelle was set to take the stage. The cancellation followed a public outcry against the booking, with many people expressing outrage at the venue for offering a platform to the transphobia. Transphobe. And on May 3rd, uh, 2022, a man attempted to attack Chappelle on stage during a historic show at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. That man, identified as Isaiah Lee, was sentenced to 270 days in jail in December. Meanwhile, Chappelle, a five-time Emmy and four-time Grammy Award winner who was awarded the 2019 Mark Twain Prize for American Humor, has remained unapologetic about the anti-trans material. Travis Scott concert at the Pyramid of Giza in Egypt has been canceled. Live Nation Middle East announced the news on social media on Wednesday, citing production issues as the cause for cancellation. Live Nation added that tickets refund would be reissued to ticket holders at their point of purchase. Meanwhile, the Goosebump performers shared uh, on Twitter that the concert will happen eventually. Last week, Scott released the first single of his forthcoming album, a collaboration with Bad Bunny and The Weeknd, titled K-pop. K-pop is an introduction to what to come to Scott's highly anticipated album, Utopia, which he is yet to set an official release date on. He has, however, teased that it's coming soon and that the album will be rolled out in a 3D immersive experience. Utopia is set to be the star's first album in five years and also will be his first full-length release since 10 of his fans were killed in a crowd surge at his Astro World Festival in Houston in November of 2021. Now, back in May, uh, my girl, Megan Thee Stallion, declared that she'll be taking a break from putting out music to focus on herself. Now the Houston hottie appears to be recording music again. Yay! Uh, in a screenshot from Meg's Instagram story on Sunday, July 23rd, the, Trump, uh, the Raptress posted a boomerang photo of recording equipment with the caption, I'm back in that mode, it's that time, with the devil emoji. The 28-year-old told InStyle two months ago that fans can expect new music when she's better in a better place. Right now she's focusing on healing. And the music and entertainment industry can be a grind, so it's important to take time off and avoid burning out. Life is about balance, unquote, which we understood. Meg has been doing just that as she's been committed to her fitness journey and performing when she wants to. And during her hiatus, the savage rapper had insisted uh, Taylor Swift with announcing the U.S. Uh, FIFA Women's World Cup roster performed at multiple shows, including this year's Essence, Essence Festival, 
and has been consistently giving fans hottie boot camp vlogs. So good for for Megan. I was hoping that she wasn't going to be staying on hiatus too long. Uh, Britney Spears is now in the One Billion Stream Club. The former teen pop idol just scored her first billion streaming song on Spotify with 2003 Toxic. The song joins other chart-topping, including Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody from 1987, Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License from 2021, and Taylor Swift's Anti-Hero from last year. Spotify generally pays between $0.03 and $0.05 per stream, according to Business Insider. That means it can take more than 300 streams to earn just $1, while 1 billion streams can equal between 3 million and 5 million in royalties. Toxic was the second release from Spears' 2003 album, In the Zone. The single was a global hit, peaking at number 9 on the Billboard Hot 100, originally offered to Kylie uh, Montagu, who turned it down, Toxic score Spears her only Grammy Award for Best Dance Recording in 2005. Spears' Spotify milestone comes on the heels of her new song, Mind Your Business, which was released last Friday. Black Eyed Peas founder Will I Am produced, and its feature on the up-tempo pop sync tune, which followed the announcement of her forthcoming memoir, The Woman in Me, set to hit shelves October 24th. The Oops, I Did It Again singer reportedly signed a $15 million book deal last year, her first full year out of her nearly 13-year conservatorship. And uh, Snoop Dogg has scrapped plans to hold concert for his 30th anniversary of his and Dr. Dre Doggy Style album, showing support for WGA and SAG after strike. The Gin and Juice rapper regretfully announced the decision to cancel the gigs at Hollywood Bowl altogether. The 51-year-old hip-hop artist made the announcement via Instagram on Tuesday, July 25th, and in a post he stated, quote, We regret and inform you that due to the ongoing strike and the uncertainty of when they will be over, we need to cancel the Hollywood Bowl show. Unquote. Now, the bad decision rapper went on to explain that he will continue standing solidarity with all his brothers and sisters in the WGA and the SAG-AFTRA during this difficult time, and he said he remains hopeful that they will come together to a negotiating table with a real proposal so that everybody can get back to work. Now, Snoop had to cancel his concert at the Hollywood Bowl more than one month after he put the show on hold, and on June 2nd, he announced that that his and Andre's uh, doggy style 30th anniversary gig had to be pushed back from June 27th and 28th to October 20th and October 21st. Michael Bolton isn't trying to lure any new generations of fans with his new music, the How I Am Supposed to Live Without You hitmaker was, has enjoyed a successful pop career for over 30 years. And while he likes to reintroduce himself to keep his sound fresh, he insisted he's doing so to keep his loyal audience happy, not to try and express, uh, impress a younger crowd. He told... Uh, Weekly Magazine, my Weekly Magazine, saying, quote, I don't feel as if I'm competing for a younger audience. Each generation has their own music, and I found that my audience has been really supportive no matter what they're hearing on this radio day after day. So it's not if you have to reinvent the wheel, but you do have to reintroduce yourself in a way that keeps your care fan, core fans actually happy and has something fresh about it. And despite turning 70 earlier this year, uh, Michael isn't ready to retire and wants to keep making music and performing. He said he just written and recorded a new album called Spark of Light. Its theme is about expressing positivity. He said that he felt a sense of responsibility to focus on being a messenger or a spark of light after what we all experienced during the heaviness of COVID. However, the veteran performer does not want to slow down, so he spends more time with his three daughters and six grandchildren. Uh, John Cool has reached a new milestone in his solo career. The K-pop idol New Single 7, featuring Lotto, formerly known as Mulatto, has debuted at the number one on the Billboard Hot 100 song chart. Yay! It marked the 25-year-old first time to rule the chart as a soloist. He's the second BTS member with a Hot 100 leader following his groupmate, Jimin, who reigned the chart after his song, Like Crazy, launched at number one back in April. 
Jungkook, previously high on the Billboard Hot 100, was when Charlie Puth left and right, featuring him hit number 22 in July of 2022. His own song, Stay Alive, also spent a week on the list number 95 in February of last year. The Euphoria singer has posted six other Hot 100 leaders as part of BTS. The seven-piece group, consisting of RM, Jim, Sugar, J-Hope, Jimin, V, and Jungkook, reached the peak with Dynamite in 2020, a remix of Jason Derulo's Savage Love in 2020, Life Goes On, Butter, Permission to Dance, and My Universe with Coldplay, which was also released in 2021. Seven, meanwhile, also gives Lotto her first Hot 100 number one of her career. Her highest charting song prior to this was Big Energy, the lead single from her second album, studio album, 777, which rose to number three in April of 2022. And the throwing object trend at entertainers is not over just yet. Lotto became the latest victim of the trend as someone hurled a phone at her during her set at the 2023 Rolling Loud Miami concert. The 24-year-old born Alyssa Michelle Stevens was performing Muwap when the incident happened, and in a video surfacing online, the Femsey looked pretty upset as she stopped rapping. However, it didn't take long for Lotto to continue her performance instead of confronting the culprit. She adjusted her outfit and went on to the, to show off her twerking skills. The Big Energy Raptors previously issued a stern warning about the matter when performing at the Rolling Loud in Germany early this month. She told Constant Gold, was in the middle of her performance, I'm going to beat your ass. That's what she said. It apparently worked, as no objects were seen being thrown at the direction of the Raptors in the rest of the video. She then uh, proceeded to entertain the crowd with her sexy dance moves, shaking her booty, before moving to another part of the stage. Now, Adele previously also warned her fans against throwing objects at her after B.B. Rexa got injured in the eye by a phone thrown at her during a concert in New York City back in June. And also, uh, during Drake, uh, he uh, had a concert, and somebody hurled a vape on stage during his performance here in, uh, right here in Brooklyn, New York. He had to pause the show to confront the culprit, too. Uh, he kicked the vape around the stage, and then he picked it up and told the audience, I don't know if he picked it up or smelled it. He said it smelled like lemon mint flavor. Uh, again, he was also a victim of the throwing object trend um, as he was embarking on It's All a Blur Tour with the 21 Savage. And when he was performing a rendition of Genuine Song So Anxious in Chicago, he was hit by a phone. And based on the video that circulated online, the mobile device that hit Drake in the arm, he, however, just stood there watching the phone uh, as the phone landed on the ground and not addressing the incident. Now, while Drake was performing in Detroit, Michigan, a female concert girl tossed her bra at him. Uh, he was not upset about that. I wonder why. But uh, his reaction was, uh, he said something to the effect, oh, yeah, this is definitely how I like it right here. Uh, the bra was a 40 uh, double D or triple D. So he made a comment <laughs> about the size of the bra, asking, who threw this on the stage? Where is she? And he also, even though she was a, a, a big busted woman, he gave her love as well as women who are small chested as well. Thank you for that, Drake. <laughs> well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe and stay cool. Get out of that heat, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.